Welcome to the Tech Savvy Professor Podcast. Two faculty who love tech and love making it part of their work. I'm Marty Gensius from Kent State University. And I'm Eric Perry from Southern New Hampshire University. Okay, so we decided we were going to do something uh, impulsive. I think it's, uh, you see this, this is the time of the year where everybody has their Christmas lists out. And uh, the the bad thing about this is these are not wish lists for me. I'm, I'm very grateful that many of these items I already own. And it's only because my birthday shows up uh, in this month. So there's this, uh, get this for your birthday, get whatever. But I, I'm cons- I consider myself very lucky that I already own some of these recommendations and will uh, share them with the group as an idea for lists. And Eric and I are going to go one for one on some of these back and forth. So we're not listening to uh, a lot of monologue going on. And we're going to try and do this fast because at least our list got, my list got rather long. So let's start with, uh, I'm going to say laptop. And uh, I've got to tell folks that if you have not used Apple Silicon, go ahead and, and take a look at it. It is incredibly fast. Um, it It is incredibly cool, I mean, temperature-wise. It's basically system on a chip. So everything that normal computers have to go out and get in other places on the motherboard, it's there in the Apple Silicon chip. And it, it is a big advancement in design. You can get a MacBook Air for $9.99. Uh, the other thing that they're doing during the holiday special, and this will be true for most all of Apple products, is that they're giving you a gift card when you purchase it. So it turns, it doesn't mean you can apply it to your purchase, but it means anything that you get to support the purchase at that point, you can get using the gift card. And it varies depending on what product you're going to get. I'd say if you haven't ventured into this, um, Go and and try a MacBook M1, which you can get at a really good, reasonable price. If you want to move up to the M2, there's 13 or 15-inch models. The 13-inch models are $1,099 or $91.58 per month for 12 months. You know, the M2 models are just, they've come out this year. They're talking about maybe having an M3 next year. They already have an M3 on their Pro models. But I'll tell you, you can't tell the difference between an M1 and an M2 and an M3 speed-wise for most of the work that you're doing. So take a look at it. Um, there's an Apple $200 Apple gift card when you buy a MacBook Air with the M2 chip after uh, November 24th. So I'm going to cover the the Windows end of things. And... Uh, you know, I mentioned on here before, I love my Alienware stuff. I'm going to get to that in a minute, but uh, I've actually realized that I miss my Surface. So mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of good years out of it. I took a look at the Surface Pro 8. A lot of them are out of stock right now. They're tough to find, um, but you'll see some kind of pre-set up models that you can't order directly from uh, Microsoft and places like Best Buy and on Amazon. What I like about this one is is you can get the i7. That's the 11th gen i7. Uh, they have uh, four different options for your SSD, 128 gig to a full terabyte, two USB-C ports. They left the three and a half millimeter headphone jack, which I, I like. Super portable. It's great screen quality. Uh, Windows 11, Microsoft 365. 
Xbox app and Game Pass that comes with it. Some of them you can get the six month or even a year Game Pass and some of the bundles. Really like the Surface. I got a great couple of years out of the last one I had. Kind of a great all around laptop for anybody looking to travel. And especially if you're you're a student, you can get some good discounts. So they're running about $789 for the base model. Really for something decent, you're going to be around $1,100. One thing I, I don't love is, is the RAM still DDR4. Um, not terrible, mm. but there's lots of options there too. I was just kind of surprised to see they were still still using DDR4 in it. But other than that, I think it's a it's a great it's a it's a great laptop option that that lasted me several years in the last version I had. Yeah, I would just a general recommendation, and this is for my uh, my end too with the Mac laptops. Don't take the base configuration. At least add some RAM in. So bump it up below the base configuration on the RAM. If you're not going to increase the increase the storage, um, at least increase the RAM. You'll get better payoff from that. Base storage is uh, base RAM will get you in. It'll get you in the network. For most people, it will not be a problem. But it's always good just to add a little more in to sustain um, your computer, depending on how many windows you have open and how much stuff you're processing. Um, the RAM helps with that. My next uh, suggestion is for a desktop, and I'm going to stay in the Apple ecosystem. And my recommendation for a desktop is the Apple Mac Mini. It is a small little device, maybe 10 inches by 10 inches by an inch and a half in height. And it sits on your desktop um, for $599. Uh, uh, starting at $599. Again, a case where you're going to want to add some RAM probably into it. This is a Mac Mini M2. So this has one of the, if not the fastest chip, well, the M3, but it's with an M2, you've got a really fast chip and it runs, uh, it, it runs everything in my office. What you need to bring is your own keyboard, your own mouse, and your own uh, monitor. And many folks have those kinds of things lying around. So if you don't want to go into a whole desktop setup, then I would say go ahead and and get the uh, Mac Mini M2, uh, starting at five ninety nine. And again, it's I've I've taken them, put them in my backpack, and brought them to conferences uh, to run stuff when I'm at conferences. Is uh, it, they can be portable in that sense um, too. Yeah, I kind of went the same direction. I, I might have went a little more high end. Um, so I told you I'm an Alienware fan, which is a, a Dell brand. They have the Aurora E16, which is just just a powerhouse. Um, so it comes with 16 gigs DDR5 RAM, the 4060 uh, GeForce graphics card. You get a Ryzen processor, the 7700. Uh, there's a couple of different options in terms of configurations for the Aurora, but it's the same thing, a portable desktop as opposed to kind of your traditional tower type. Uh, that you could fit pretty easily in a bag. You need to bring your monitor, bring your keyboard, bring your mouse, but uh, really travels well. And this one was really souped up. What I didn't see was a 32 gig model, but 16 is plenty at DDR uh, DDR5. It starts at about a thousand, and you can get you know into the pricier fifteen sixteen hundred dollar range from there uh, if you really wanted to beef it up. Not the most inexpensive choice, but it's on my wish list. I go to tablets. 
And I had a hard time with tablets because I have a whole slew of uh, Apple Tablets Pro and then the iPad Mini. And the iPad Mini, uh, about three times the size of, a, of an iPhone. But for me, the why it made my list is because it is great for reading. I get up in the morning and I don't want to read on my phone. I don't want to squint and do that. So I'll take my tablet, my iPad mini, open it up. And so it's a single use function for me. I don't travel with it typically. Um, It doesn't have cellular in it. So it's only Wi-Fi product. I think they start at $499 and um, it's just a great little handheld device. You can obviously do videos and anything else you want to see on that tablet, but I use it basically to read various news sources in the morning. I did notice and was tempted until, you know, I thought this will be another thing that'll go on my uh, on my credit card that I'm not sure I need. That Amazon Fire tablets are on discount, and I was looking at the Fire Max 11, I think it is, you can purchase it for like 149 if you want to have ads when you open the thing up or 169 if you don't want ads uh, for it. But there is a bundle that includes a keypad and uh, a mouse and uh, also a pencil. And I thought, well, that's an interesting combination. And the way that they have it set up, it looks very much like an iPad Pro. I stayed away from the product because fundamentally, every time I look at the Fire interface, I don't like the interface. It seems kind of clunky. Now, they're talking about use this for productivity and and all sorts of things. So I I was tempted, but I didn't pull the trigger because I looked over and saw my other iPads lined up in a row, and I thought, I don't don't need this. Um, So that's my tablet recommendation, iPad mini or Look into the Fire. Look into the Amazon Fire options, and you might have some ones that are Android tablets that you'd want to talk about. I'm not sure. Well, I actually, it's funny that you mention it because I, I didn't, I didn't grab a Galaxy Tab this time because I talked about a lot in the past and previous episodes. I went with the Fire Max 11. Ah. My, my experience with them has been really good. My wife has one. The kids both have one. I use them a lot for reading have our Kindle subscriptions on there so that there's uh, the Kindle Unlimited allows for just a, an amazing library of books. I, I think it's it travels well, and I've had really good experience warranty-wise. Kids are really mm. hard on them, and, and you know, as, as long as you have, um, you know, everything set up and, and bought through Amazon, I've had them replaced two or three times sometimes throughout the life of that warranty with no trouble. Um, so they've held up really, really well with the kids. Uh, I haven't tried the Fire Max 11 yet, but it looks interesting. It's like they're they're taking it in a little bit of a different direction because it's always been more of an entertainment device than a productivity one. So I'm interested to see what it can do. Yeah, I'm 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 tempted. Now you've got me even more tempted. So maybe that will make my my Christmas wish list. I next item that I came up with was a watch, and I don't know, Eric, are you a watch wearer? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, a uh, digital watch where, oh, okay. All right. So you've got something to talk about here. Oh yeah. Um, so I, you know, surprisingly enough, my recommendation would have been the pixel Two, the watch that's just come out. I had one when I was flirting with disaster a few months ago and into the Android universe. And, um, 
It's 350 basically. And if you're in the Android ecosystem, I liked it. It's a very light watch in terms of weight. And I don't do a lot of gimmicky stuff on my watch. So it gave me notifications. It did other things that I needed, but it didn't have a full spectrum of things that I wanted or would, would have used, or I should say not use on a watch. If you're going into the Apple Watch ecosystem, then I would go with an Apple Watch 9. Really great product. Um, SC will also do, if you want to enter with an SC, you get a $50 gift card on both of those watches. The Apple Watch uh, 9 is $399, and the SC is $249. And so if you're starting into that universe of watch and phone, those would be good things to start with. I have a 9 right now. I also have an Ultra 2. I wear my 9 more than anything else. And the reason I have the 9, I have it without cellular on it. My Ultra has cellular on it. Because the question is, if I always carry my phone with me, the only reason I really kind of need cellular is if I didn't have my phone in my possession. But I'm always taking it with me. So it will hook, my watch will hook up to my phone and the internet with uh, w- through the phone if I need to do that. Um, the only time I'd need the Ultra without, if I lost my phone and I was out in the woods and, and trying to satellite call a helicopter to come pick me up or something like that. So I, I'm kind of going Pixel, the Pixel watch from the Android end, and then the Apple Watch 9 or the SE as either good good watches to start with. Yeah, I've been a fan of the Galaxy watches for a long time. Uh, I've never got them with with cellular or mobile data because for the same reason that you haven't or, or really haven't seen the need to, my phone's always with me. I, I really like the Galaxy Pro 6. It's on sale right now for $199. I think it'll come down further um, mm-hmm. because the 7's on its way. You know, over the holiday season, you'll probably see them cut it down. You know, you'll get them for 150 or something of that, that nature. It's actually a heavier watch and watch face. I use it a lot more for those times when I, I can't be seen picking up my phone. Um, mm. Kids are going to text or I'm in a meeting or I'm teaching. I even let students know during skills courses, you know, turn your phones on silent, give your relatives my phone number. I can see texts on my watch. If it's an emergency, I'll let you know um, so that they're not interrupted and they feel like they can be in that space without worrying if something happens, particularly at residencies where they're traveling, you know, very far Mm -hmm. away from home. So I like having it just for the notifications, even just those quick kind of glance at the watch. I can see if it's something that needs attended to or not. I like the quick response options uh, on there that I can let people know, you know, I'll get back to you or whatever the case may be. And I can tap real quick and nobody really notices I've even looked at it or they assume I'm checking the time, which I, I think is really helpful. Um, otherwise, you know, I use it as a traditional watch to see what time it is. Some of the schools I'm in feel like casinos. None of the clocks work or they're only right twice a day. <laughs> um, I, I do work at a, a K-12 school. Um, so, you know, it's nice to have on me for that purpose. Next item on my list uh, is Apple AirTags or some type of tag device. We're try- I'm trying to get into ones that are kind of easily bought for gifts if you want to do that. I have AirTags. I I probably have about 12 of them. 
and and I stick them in every bag that I have. Apple has an ecosystem that also has a find your, which means even if I don't have the AirTag there, my laptop or my tablet or whatever will show up in my maps to show me where it is if I've left it somewhere. Um, I think you get four for $99. You could probably find four for $79. There are also Galaxy Smart Tabs uh, tags that I looked at. I have had no uh, history with them. And then Tile, which was the first tag that I started using uh, before the AirTags came out. Yeah, I actually, I had Tile on my list. Tile is something that I, I actually really like more so for the things I lose around the house. So I have a tile in my wallet. I have a tile on my keys. Uh, and then all of it will, I can double tap them to find my phone. And even if it's on silent or whatever, it'll ring uh, as long as it still has power. Um, it also uses Bluetooth. So if it's within range of you, it'll tell you whether you're close or far away from where the object is. Um, just a real simple kind of interface on the phone. Because I was managed to misplace in the house my keys, my wallet, my phone. And they're really cheap. They're easy to use. I actually like the Apple Air tags better than I do the Galaxy Smart tags. We've tried both. Sometimes I, I had issues with the Galaxy Smart Tag connections, and you know, mm -hmm. for some reason, it would confuse, uh, you know, whether or not I was looking for something. Um, you know, so it just it didn't seem as intuitive to use, uh, and the ecosystem didn't seem as robust. I would say as, as the Apple end of things. Um, so yeah, I really the, like the Apple AirTags for travel. Yeah, the Apple AirTags are, are I tried to see if they could be used on any other devices. And, and apparently there are some apps, but they don't give you the, you know, so you can use it to find objects that are Apple AirTags, but not true apps that are built by Apple to run on other devices. I, and so that's where I think tiles are an, a good option. Apple does have that finder thing. So if you're looking for something, it will tell you and it'll give you an arrow to point you how far how far you are away from some object that has the tag. So it's it's kind of cool to find lost items around the house. Another good present, I think, if you're looking for presents for somebody, is a charger. And I'm going to recommend these uh, Galenium Nitrite or Nitrate chargers they're gan chargers and they're very light they're much more power they're better at power conservation they don't get hot to the touch if you're using some bulk chargers where you're plugging a bunch of items into it they will get hot to the touch because they're not as energy efficient and there's a lot of resistance going on through the circuit that's causing the heat to happen Anchor does some really good power management chargers. So if you're looking uh, and searching on Amazon, look for Anchor GAN chargers. They start at, well, you can get them at lower wattage, but 67 watts is about what you need um, to charge a laptop, at least a MacBook Air. Some of them you need to have, you need to have higher end like MacBook Pros. But you'll see chargers that will have three or four outlets on them, and they'll call them 67-watt chargers. That works if you've got one thing plugged in. If you plug multiple things in, it splits that power, and you don't get 67 watts to the device you want 67 watts for. But they started around $37 for a 67-watt 
uh, power charging block. I have a 200 that I bought, I brought with me and it's then it's the only charger I take with me when I travel. It's a little more pricey, but it, it will cover my laptop, my iPad, my phone, all simultaneously will charge without any, without any problem. Yeah. I love anchor. Um, it's probably one of my favorite brands for these. And we've had several for the kids devices. We had the ones that look like little lipstick. Yeah. You know, and the girls seem to love to carry those around because they, they looked shiny and, you know, but anchor is a great brand. I've, I've had one issue with an anchor charger and was able to call and get a new one within a week. It was still within warranty. I, I really, I had this in my Amazon cart. Uh, it was the mag go, the 622 mag go. And it actually has a stand for your phone. Um, so it's a wireless charging bank that's portable. At home, I have uh, a stand that my phone, my watch, and my Galaxy Buds sit on. So I thought it would be neat to have for travel to have that um, little stand set up next to my computer and to be able to do wireless charging uh, or even in the classroom while I was there. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I think it was 40 bucks. Uh, but I, I love Anchor as a brand. They seem to really you know, stand behind their product. And I've never had any significant issues with them. And I could share some pretty interesting stories about other ones I've had in the past. Yeah. I mean, there are some brands like Mophie that are, are rather ex much more expensive. Then you've got Belkin, which is another brand that kind of does chargers and cables and such. I'm, you know, I'm, have been fine with Belkin, but I've kind of settled into anchor and particularly GAN chargers just because they're so power efficient and lighter than the bricks if you're putting them in a backpack. The other thing I want to suggest is Native Union laptop sleeves. You know, if you have a laptop and you put it, put it in a plastic shell case, then you put it in a bag, you've got all this protection on it. And I'm not against that, but I've started taking the cases off and just using a Native Union laptop sleeve. They're a bit pricey, but they're um, they they sort of look like a large envelope that opens up at one end. You slide your laptop in, and the uh, the end closes because it's got a magnetic closure on it that will will seal this bag, and it's pretty well protected and padded, and it's durable. Um, and I don't have to mess with a plastic case. It hasn't caused any scratches on the exterior of my my laptop. It's actually easier to clean um, at that point. Sometimes you get, I don't know if it's sort of like cloth scuffs or something like that, but nothing that's damaging the laptop that I, I just want to kind of brush off. But I've really begun to like these. I can drop them in my backpack and I'm, I'm going. I don't have to worry about plastic uh, cases on top of it. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this just kind of, additional accessories and things that folks might want. So I came up with a, a high end and a low end. The Echo Show 15 looks pretty fantastic. I have an older Echo Show upstairs in the yeah. kitchen, and we've been talking about upgrading it for a while. What I like about this one is it comes with a remote, and it comes with Fire TV installed, and you mm -hmm. get Alexa. Um, so if you have, you know, Fire tablets and that kind of thing, everything kind of jives together. And it, it's really neat to have uh we use it a lot for cooking and recipes and 
just to have entertainment in the kitchen when we're hanging out in there. Uh, the other thing that that we were looking at, and we've actually bought a couple, just haven't had a chance to play with them yet, are the smart photo frames that connect via Wi-Fi. So that's something my grandmother's going to get uh, for Christmas so that we can actually send pictures through an app that will then show up for her, you know, in Cleveland. And that's about, you know, it's a couple hours away from me. You can get these for 50 to 150 bucks. And the the couple of brands that seem to do well in terms of ratings are Nixplay and Skylight. So those are two of the frames that I saw that look had the highest ratings on Amazon. So we bought a Skylight frame. Uh, and we're going to try that out and and send her some pictures for Christmas. That's assuming that she likes to see pictures of your family. She well, I mean, she reports that she does. So <laughs> <laughs> it's her own fault. She does. Now I've got this device in my living room that's showing me these pictures all the time. Right, whether she likes it or not. Yeah, right. Um, I've got one last thing on my list, which is a stocking stuffer, and this comes from watching or looking at reddit and seeing people that are like something went wrong with my screen can you tell me what's wrong with my screen and the first question is okay what did you wipe it off with and you know oh just fingernail polish i mean the stuff that people will wipe their their laptop screens off with is amazing they'll spray stuff directly on the screen which is another no-no because if it drips and rolls down the screen into the edge, it could then impact the circuitry in the screen. So I'm suggesting whoosh, a screen cleaner. It's whoosh with an, an exclamation point. You can find it, uh, you know, you can find it on Amazon and spray directly onto the cloth, then wipe the screen. But it's known to be very good and very safe for as a screen cleaner. Versus whatever combination people are using, 70% isopropyl alcohol, don't do that. There there are things that people are putting on their screens that to clean it with all good intention, but then it winds up with some major problems. Yeah, I've heard the apple cider vinegar one. I don't know oh, why it really? makes a difference that it's apple cider vinegar as opposed to regular, but it's still going to ruin your screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just smells different. That's all. Mac uh, put have- some... Apple put some anti-glare screens out for a couple of years that if you clean them, eventually they would start to loosen up and you'd get this real cloudy. And so people would say, I worked on this for like two hours and finally got the coating off. So now my screen looks clean uh, because the coating was, was, didn't work out very well in the long run uh, in terms of anti-glare. And it, when people cleaned it, they cleaned parts of it off. So then it'll look terrible. My stocking stuffer is actually um, something I got last year. And I think if you're living in a part of the country where snow is a concern for you, uh, it's actually one of my favorite gifts. I laughed when I opened it. And then I was like, this is a really clever gift. Um, They're beanie hats that are Bluetooth connected and they have speakers in them. So they're the kind of stocking hats that you wear out in the snow. And they have little speakers in them and controls on the side for you to listen to music while you are out in the snow. You can get them for 20 bucks on Amazon. You can get a you know more expensive pair for or a more expensive hat for about $60 on Sharper Image. But it made snow cleanup a lot easier. They don't get cold on your ears. You know, it doesn't have to be something you put in your ears. They kind of sit over top. 
Um, so I really liked it. I had a lot of fun hmm. with it, and I plan on using them again this year. It's a fun uh, game. It would it would be cool if you could like communicate with other people with uh, nerd hats on too. That you could like have a have a snowball fight. <laughs> I'm glad we're going to rebrand them as nerd hats. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our Christmas list. And, uh, you know, thanks to Eric for, for putting it together, his part of it. Uh, you have some ideas. We, we're not getting any benefits from this. We're not getting any kickbacks from the people that we mentioned, but you're going to have maybe have some ideas that you can go out and look at. So how can listeners get involved? Well, if you got a tech question, or you're trying to figure out how to do something with technology, or maybe you have an idea to share, Email us at thepodtalknetwork at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 330-333-1240 and we'll play your question in the podcast and try to get an answer for you. Our bumper music is from Philip Gross, Rast, from the Free Music Archive. That's it for today's show. Thanks for subscribing to the Tech Savvy Professor. Professor.